0: in on Facebook Live and on Periscope. We welcome you to this particular edition of the show. I have not done nearly enough talking after four hours of radio today, so I figure, hey, why not spend a little more time on what the hell is happening with the Miami Dolphins? Some NFL news, a lot of it actually, taking place today. We're going to talk about Tua Tonga-Vailoa. We're going to talk about the one team that seems to insist on ruining their NFL draft, and if you did not know, that is the Miami Dolphins, because they are putting out feelers. Armando Salguero will get to the, uh, will get to the, uh, the article that was written in the Miami Herald in just a moment. Uh, we'll also talk about what happened with Miles Garrett and Mike Tomlin on first take, because of course Stephen A. Smith is in the middle of this with all of the gas baggery, making it a mess, and delighting in all of it. At least for me, we'll talk about that. Uh, white lies, no pun intended, here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Tame the Beast, uh, Beast of the Week. We will do that at the end of the show. Buckeye Sager says, what are you hearing about Ryan Newman? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not sure who Ryan Newman is. Uh, I'm not familiar with what's happening with Ryan Newman, so I, forgive me, I'll, uh, I'll have to look up. Exactly what that situation is. Right now, we're talking about the one team that seems to insist on ruining their NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins. Before we get to any of this exceptional content, you'll hear from Mike Tomlin as well. We will talk about much NFL-related news and our Tame the Beast Beast of the week. Before we get to any of that, bottom right-hand corner of your screen, you have to share the show. Go ahead and retweet me in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen if you view with us on Periscope. Bottom left-hand corner of your screen is where you go on Facebook Live. It's Share. Share now to public. That is how we pop up in your uh, Facebook friends feeds. That is how we grow the conversation here about the NFL draft and the one team that seems determined to botch it uh, for themselves in a year when they seem so well set up uh, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. And now that more of you have gathered here in our digital space. Let's go ahead and kick this bad boy off officially. Oh, okay. NASCAR driver, before we kick this off, Puka says NASCAR driver taken to the hospital. No news since the wreck. Buckeye Sager saying life-threatening injury in the last lap of the Daytona 500. I'm sorry. I haven't been watching the race. And and so we wish the best for Ryan Newman uh, and all of that. But let's go ahead and get this started with Ryan Newman in our thoughts officially. Welcome. Into A to Z Sports Prime Time. I am your host, Buck Rising, proud as always to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that is the website that you go to. You don't sell without the intel. You find your dream address with the official realtor of the Titans, the Preds, Nashville, SC, and Topgolf, as well as me on A to Z Sports Primetime, Time. GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress start at garyashton.com with the Ashton team today. Getbeast.com, promo code AZ50, 50% off all of your grooming products at getbeast.com, courtesy of our friends at Tame the Beast. We'll do the Beast of the Week just like we do every Monday coming up in the show. Fantastic grooming products for beasts of all kinds like the hard hair clay, which I will not be able to use for a couple more months, but I will use the beard oil, which I fancy very much. GetBeast.com is where you go. And brought to you by Brymac Mechanical, our friends in the heating and cooling industry, a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business here in Middle Tennessee, servicing the Middle Tennessee area and uh, and northern Ke- or excuse me, southern Kentucky. Brymac B-R-Y-M-A-K.com for all of your government transportation, or excuse me, all of your government business and individual HVAC needs alike. Check them out at brymac.com and our friends at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. Let's get this thing going officially. Where do you think Tua Tonga Valoa, I nailed it, uh, is going to go in this year's NFL draft? Because... What was written today in the Miami Herald that set the internet and the NFL news cycle before Mike Tomlin went on first take, set it ablaze. Was this report in a column by Armando Salguero, who has been in Miami forever. Uh, He is putting out there that the Dolphins are lukewarm on Tua and are favoring Justin Herbert or are growing to like Justin Herbert. Now there's a lot to like about Justin Herbert, but I don't think that it should be to the detriment of, uh, of Tua Tonga-Vailoa, given where the Miami Dolphins are picking, given how many first-round draft uh, or first round selections that they have. Where do you think, in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope, where do you think Tua's going to go? Because at this point, the whole purpose of the season was the tanking for Tua. And now, according to Armando Salguero, I'll pull the... The column up and I'll read from it directly so I can give you Armando in his own words. I want to know from you guys, where do you think Tua will go in this year's draft? Please let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Here's the headline on the Miami Herald this morning uh, as as of about midnight Eastern. Miami Dolphins' current view of Tua and Justin Herbert might surprise you. As the Miami Dolphins have been studying college talent and meeting to develop an organizational plan for the Combine in Indy next week, the team's emerging view at the top of the quarterback class might surprise some. Tua is the person who they, have, they are supposed to have spent an entire season mortgaging their, their 2019 for this guy at quarterback. The whole reason that Ryan Tannehill is a Tennessee Titan or was at the very least, for 2019, is because the Dolphins were tanking for Tua, and now a week ahead of the combine, the Dolphins are saying, "I don't know." I have kind of mixed emotions. It's kind of I don't I don't love you. It's like you're it's like you're texting a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a significant other. You don't, you're having fun. You enjoy you enjoy each other's company, uh, but you are you are not in love with each other. You're just here to have a good time. Rush My Luck says smokescreen season. That is fair. The Dolphins, But Armando is somebody who is reputable and who I would trust uh, down in Miami. The Dolphins attitude changed after Tua got hurt. Now concerned injury history and all of that is fair as well, right? Uh, Tua didn't finish the season. Had he have, we would have a legitimate conversation uh, as to Tua or Joe Burrow as who should be the number one overall draft pick that's going to the Cincinnati Bengals. That is not the case. Tua's hip uh, and injury history have have cost him draft position. But all the reports coming out of Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network and people, uh, yes, I read the comments, CB underscore 34. I'm just not seeing all of them. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's Listen, there's a lot of comments to read. If I don't get to every one, you got to forgive me. I'm trying to do a show here. I see your comments. Brother, just got to hang with me while I'm getting through the topics. Uh, Tua is a situation um, where Tua is a situation where he's still a top five overall draft pick based on the reporting that's coming out uh, of of Miami, uh, or excuse me, of the uh, from the medicals from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. As it regards to his hip, they expect him to make a 100% recovery, and Tua at 100%. Is a match or at least a degree of of Joe Burrow's equal, who will be the number one overall draft pick. When uh, to a Tonga Vailoa, though, the Dolphins are saying uh is not a slam dunk pick for uh for them at the top of the draft. They'll go through the process of vetting him through the combine before he's decide before they decide he's worth the number five. Overall. San Diego, Mark says, meaning uh, Los Angeles trades up with Washington and Detroit, select two and sign Mariota. I'm not here for hypotheticals. I'm talking about the Dolphins trying to blow this draft. They have so many picks coming up this year. Miami has the number five overall pick. They have a variety of other picks for a total of 13 in this coming year. They have the ability to get a starting. Uh, to get a starting quarterback, a starting running back, and probably some help along the defensive line in spots where they need it at the top end of the draft. It's crazy that they would that they would be that they would find a way to Miami Dolphin this. Okay, because this has been this has been the most irrelevant organization, one of the most historically prevalent NFL football franchises. The Dolphins have been around forever, and the Dolphins now are saying after an entire, and I understand the smokescreen thing and all of these things, and if, he, if the Dolphins end up with Derrick Henry, all of you are going to hate the Dolphins uh, 1,000% because they have too much money to spend and need foundational pieces, and Derrick Henry makes a lot of sense, but that's a show for another day. The Dolphins would risk a sure thing into a Tonga Vailoa to go out and traffic in what might be with Justin Herbert now, Justin Herbert is is tangibly one of the most physically uh, prototypical quarterbacks that there could be. News of Herbert provides PR protection if a team jumps them and picks uh, picks him. Mark uh, says on Periscope, asking you guys on Facebook Live and on Periscope, where will Tua go in this uh, in this year's NFL draft? With the reports that uh, that the Dolphins. Uh, are, are not uh, not that uh, not that hot on him. Rush My Luck says don't go there, Buck. We'll talk about Derrick Henry and the Dolphins another day. Uh, Derrick Henry, by the way, tonight's guest on Bussin' with the Boys. I'm going to listen to this immediately after, uh, listen to this and write something probably on it immediately after we log off here. Meanwhile, going to get to more of your comments. Where do you think Tua is going to go with the news that the Dolphins are not necessarily sold on him or getting less hot on him? Heat check, getting less hot on Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I'll tell you about that here in a second, right after I tell you about my friends at Brymac Mechanical and Tennessee Heating and Cooling. The website is brymac.com. That's B-R-Y-M-A-K. Chris Hamby is a service-disabled veteran veteran who owns Brymac Mechanical and Tennessee Heating and Cooling. You should go there for all of your HVAC uh, needs in the Middle Tennessee area, and in Kentucky as well, they take care of the United States government, ba- uh, small businesses, big businesses, and individuals alike. My friends at Brymac will make sure that they give you the care and customer service that you require to make sure that your home and your heating and cooling services are in perfect and working order. Make sure you check them out at Brymac.com. That's B-R-Y-M-A-K. Brymac.com for all of your HVAC needs. Our friends at Brymac and Tennessee heating and cooling here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. More of your comments here on the show. Uh, uh, 100% recovery. Let's not forget that big injuries can do the ment- uh, can, what they can do to the mentality of a quarterback and the increased injury probability, says Sean Gill on Facebook Live. I'm asking you guys where Tua could go given the news that uh, the Dolphins aren't necessarily sold on him. Tua, cleared or not, is coming off a bad injury, plus other past injuries. Jamie says, first round, but where is anybody's guess? Uh, For me, no, it shouldn't be where, uh, but where is anybody's guess. To me, he's top five. To me, the Detroit Lions should strongly consider trading Matt Stafford and taking Tua at three, unless they're going to get a haul uh, from a team who needs a quarterback, and we have seen a lot of teams trade up, certainly over the past couple years when they have needs at quarterback. This is not something that's unprecedented at all. In fact, John Robinson moves up uh, in the draft all the time. When they have when they have a player that they like, they go up and target them. And so Detroit could trade out, but if not, why the hell shouldn't they take him at number three? They can do they can offload Matt Stafford's contract. Now it's a lot of money, but somebody would take Matt Stafford given the quarterback climate of the NFL right now. Stafford's contract won't allow a trade, says Mark Hankins. And uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, he is right. I do not have that fact checked, but I believe that Stafford can be traded, Mark. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Lions would eat like $35 million in dead cap, says Rush My Luck. Okay, then forgive me. That is a, that is a mistake on my part. Uh, Matt Stafford may be untradable, uh, so uh, uh, a mistake on my end. But still, Tua Tonga should be top five, a top five selection in the draft if the medicals are are, are checked out. Now we'll find out a lot more in Indy. Uh, we'll go. We'll have your combine coverage uh, here on A to Z Sports. I'll be up in Indianapolis. Uh, we're trying to figure out if Boston and Zach will go with me as well. But for sure, we will have coverage for you from the Indianapolis NFL scouting combine in, my, in the city of my youth, the city of my birth, or excuse me, the state of my youth, the state of my birth, the great city of Indianapolis. I look forward to going in February. Terrible. Chargers trade with Detroit, says Mark Hankins. And what, again, we can talk about trade scenarios all day, every day. But he's not a top five pick, says Roy Powers. Why on earth would he not be? Roy, this was somebody who was who was. As consensus, and this is a difficult label to assign to any college prospect, At, by consensus, Tua was going to be the first overall pick before he got hurt and Joe Burrow went crazy. Like Nobody could have expected what happened with Joe, Joe Burrow, but Roy, to say that he's not a top five pick is is asinine. Everybody was saying uh, that he was a, uh, the, the first overall pick, by by consensus, it would seem. Joe Burrow was nowhere sniffing the conversation. Herbert was somebody who was talked about as quarterback, too, and, and Fromm was up there early before the season started. But Tua was absolutely uh, the kind of player that would go first overall. Don't, don't the, the, to snicker at the idea that he, uh, that he would not be a top-five pick is asinine. He said, Matt, Roy says Matt Stafford is ten times better than Tua. I would tell you uh, that sh- I, we've never seen Tua play an NFL game. Like Chiefs did with Mahomes, And Smith says CB underscore 34. Forgive me, I didn't see your comment previously. CB's just missing me by a hair every time they're on Periscope. But I appreciate your comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. As we talk about the team, the Dolphins, who are determined to botch this year's NFL draft with as many picks as they have. Bad organizations stay bad for a reason. The Cleveland Browns are are a poorly run organization for a reason. The Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are mediocre organizations for a reason. Uh, This is the thing that I tell you guys all the time, or if I haven't told you lately, it's a good time to remind you. Just because these individuals in professional sports are paid millions upon millions of dollars does not necessarily make them smarter than you and I. Over the course of my four years covering the NFL on a day-to-day basis and now with the primetime show, where I'm learning about the, the intricacies of college football and about, uh, and about hockey and how, how, and how the business structure of those leagues work. The thing that I know about professional football is just because they're paid a lot of money doesn't mean they're smarter than you and I. These organizations are susceptible to human error in a way that is inexplicable. Should be inexplicable. If you're making that kind of money, multi, multi-billion-dollar organizations of these NFL franchises, how can you be? How can you be so silly with a lot of your decision making? This is proof that these kind of things are so. And it is it is smokescreen season. That is true. But with Steven Ross and the Dolphins, you have to look at you have to look at. This and, and we'll move on to, to Miles Garrett and, uh, and Mason Rudolph and Mike Tomlin on first take, because that was hilarious earlier today. White lies, every pun intended, here on, uh, on Facebook Live and on Periscope. We'll move on momentarily. Uh, but when you consider the idea of, uh, of, where, <laughs> of the Miami Dolphins and this story leaking, every time news comes out, you guys know because you've been hanging out here on A to Z Sports Prime time with us for a long time, you know that when news comes out, the first thing that should pop into your head is to think, who does this news benefit? Who stands to gain from the release of this news? Because that is how you determine whether it is what the veracity of it, right? The truth in it. How much truth or how much should you take this, uh, take this uh, with, right? You have to be discerning. When it comes to news, certainly in today's media climate, Uh, speaking as somebody who works in the media, you guys know this to be so, this story doesn't benefit anybody. Who benefits from this being out there? The Dolphins don't. The Dolphins look ridiculous if this is in fact the case. Justin Herbert does not. I mean, maybe because his draft stock rises. I don't think so. I don't think this is enough to swing uh, uh, Justin Herbert or to think that teams Uh, are going to trade up to get Justin Herbert because the Dolphins may be targeting him as opposed to Tua, Uh, it makes absolutely zero sense. This doesn't benefit Tua in any way. This would connote some kind of issue that the Dolphins have found with Tua that nobody else is talking about. And I'm sorry, I don't believe the Miami Dolphins to be that thorough in their work. I simply don't. That's not the case. What I'm asking you guys, though, is where do you think Tua should go in the NFL draft, I think he's still a top five draft pick. But Miami, man, they are really determined to ruin this NFL draft. Let's talk about some other NFL news, though. I want to get—I have the clip of Mike Tomlin on First Take, and it is—it uh, is everything you would want it to be, and more. And of course, it happens on First Take, America's <laughs> America's favorite show. I will tell you all about Mike Tomlin, Miles Garrett, White Lies, and Mason Rudolph. Coming up momentarily, right after, I remind you that if you are in the market to buy or sell your home, there is nobody better in the Nashville real estate market than my bald brother-in-arms, Gary Ashton, and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that is the website that you go to. You don't sell without the intel, your dream address without the stress. Find out more about their guaranteed local offer My man, Gary, and the Ashton team have you covered. I used them last summer to find my dream address without the stress, and I am forever indebted to them for how easy they made the home buying process on me, because it can be stressful. Remove that stress from your life. Start the search for your dream home with the Ashton team at GaryAshton.com. Let's talk about Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. All of these... so to To recap what was one of the best stories in football, well, not one of the best stories, one of the uh, most fun stories to follow, whether it's true or not, here in the NFL news cycle because this is now this is now silly season right in the NFL we're talking about things that are absolutely ridiculous, but when Miles Garrett gets reinstated after an indefinite suspension from trying to uh, trying to take out Mason Rudolph. Ripped his helmet off and hit him over the head with it in one of the last games of the season, then got suspended uh, for the back half, for the bulk of the back half of the Brown season. That was just an absolute disaster. Miles Garrett got reinstated and gave uh, uh, an uh, outside the lines interview with Mina Kimes in which he reiterated the point that he had said after he, what, what caused him to hit Mason Rudolph with his own helmet was that Mason Rudolph said a racial slur to Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett said, I know what I heard, he reiterated this after the suspension, did it on ESPN, on all of their platforms, of course, ESPN and every other media outlet, ourselves included, here at A to Z Sports, because it's big time NFL news, uh, we've all been trafficking in this. Mason Rudolph comes back on Twitter and says, no, 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 this is still not true. Said it wasn't true the first time, it's not true now. There's no proof. Of it happening, there is no audio evidence, there is no, obviously there's no visual evidence other than Miles uh, Garrett and Mason Rudolph rolling around on the turf, and then Miles ripping his helmet off and swinging it at him and and making contact in a big way. Mason Rudolph uh, is lucky that he did not get more injured. So, all of this stuff is out here in the atmosphere, and leave it to Mike Tomlin. Head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers to go on the obvious platform with Stephen A. Smith, Molly Carum, uh, and Max Kellerman. Mike Tomlin went on First Take today to defend his quarterback.
1: What was your reaction to Miles Garrett's uh, accusation against your quarterback? The most recent one this past weekend, uh, I, I took offense to it. To be quite honest with you, uh, when it first transpired during the season. We don't have a lot of time to pause and fight battles of that nature. We said our peace. We were completely cooperative with all parties involved, the Cleveland Brown organization and the National Football League office, and then we had to move on. We we had another game awaiting us and we wanted to be singularly focused. But when these allegations returned uh, this past weekend, uh, I thought it was appropriate uh, that Mason is properly uh, defended. Um, It was a thorough investigation done by us and the National Football League. I don't think that that was represented during that piece. Um, These accusations are serious, uh, not only in terms of um, Mason Rudolph's character, but uh, his professional pursuits. Um, nobody on that field uh, as a member of the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers corroborated what was said by Miles Garrett that was founded by us and the National Football League and at no point uh, during that piece this weekend that was stated. Myself personally, I was on the field immediately after that altercation and subsequently after the game. I got a lot of personal relationships within that organization over there in Cleveland at no point did anyone within that organization come forward and say, Mike, heads up, we got a situation here or something of that nature that you would expect that comes with those type of uh, allegations. So I fully support Mason Rudolph. We as an organization fully support Mason Rudolph.
0: I, it just, it, all of this is very serious stuff, right? And Mike Tomlin's eyes just glaring through your soul connotes seriousness. But I can't help that le- but laugh that this was on first take. Mike Tomlin is the only person that sounds convincing who is close uh, who is close to the situation says rush my luck on periscope i want to know from you guys which side is telling lies in this situation because both sides have gone now on national television mike tomlin putting his name on this especially as a black man in america with a white quarterback who is uh, who has uh, his political affiliations are known and not necessarily mainstream, or maybe mainstream, you can get into the pol- political associations if you want to, but for Mike Tomlin to put his name on that, that's some serious backing from a person who would not swing his weight around likely. Like, Mike Tomlin is not seeking out an appearance on First Take, but Mike Tomlin knows that First Take is going to get heard around the sports echo sphere, and this is going to be heard and picked up by Schefter and Rappaport and the NFL Network and Fox and CBS and NBC and everybody that has nothing better to do but to talk about racial slurs that may or may not have existed between Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett, which led to Miles Garrett being suspended indefinitely and now reinstated. It's all outrageous and it's all ridiculous and it's all a little bit out of control. But when you look at who is telling lies in this situation, I'm asking you guys on Facebook Live and on Periscope, Which side is telling lies between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph? We don't have any evidence that Miles Garrett is telling the truth. Nobody heard this. Of all of the players that were out there on the field, the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers have had an investigation about this. Traveling man 4701 says if this was said by Mason, we would have known and Mike T would have heard immediately after the game. They have done an investigation. Mike Tomlin has put his name on it. He is saying, we have worked with the Cleveland Browns. We've worked very closely with the league and the Browns in this particular situation. He doesn't believe that that was given uh, credence in Mina Kimes' interview with Garrett. Chuck says Garrett is full of crap. Props to Tomlin for covering his QBs back. And I know, uh, and I know that, uh, that uh, his quarterback felt the same way. He said as much on social media. NFL could be hiding the proof, though, says Rush My Luck. Why? Why would they hide the proof? Um, what, what sense would that make just to get miles Garrett back in the league? They don't care. I mean, they care about miles Garrett. They don't care. I mean, they care about the money-making potential of miles Garrett. They don't care enough about miles Garrett, uh, to, uh, to try and protect him from the outside world. Let's be real. Says Brandon miles is lying. Rudolph should sue Garrett for defaming his character. Says Ronnie Snead. Lane says if miles Garrett was being honest, he would have said it in the interview falling uh, following the game. He's just covering his butt because he tried to kill another man. Ah, he didn't try to kill another man, but he did, uh, sw- he did swing a helmet at him, and that could have gone very, very poorly. Tom says, I, I believe Miles Deuce- Dude seems hella chill from his time in Aggieland. And that's what makes no sense about this. That's why, for me, I think that Miles Garrett is, is not aware of this. Oh, because they just got over the cap situation. Says says, Rush-, Rush, my luck, stop. Stop with that. Listen, we are in an election cycle. If you don't think that the 2020 NFL season is going to be... Colin Kaepernick in an election cycle is putting out a memoir in his own words. You don't think that's going to dominate the 2020 sports uh, uh, sphere and the NFL season? That's going to be all... Listen, sports is about to get hugely political over the next couple months, uh, with the presidential election cycle being in full swing and ramping up just as the NFL season will take place, Kaepernick is still going to be on the minds and the lips of everybody when they come back, uh, when they come back next season, as soon as that memoir is released. Miles Garrett is the least of their worries. Then why won't they release the tapes, says Rush My Luck? Because they don't have anything. If there was something to be released, they would have released it. There's nothing out there, but Miles Garrett. What? What? Uh? What? Uh? Forgive me. Tom said from Ag, about Aggieland and Miles Garrett. This is what makes no sense about Miles Garrett. What makes no sense about Miles Garrett is this, and, and a lot of NFL players are like this, right? Like they're totally different people on the field than off. Miles Garrett seems to be a little bit of a of a of a jerk. Uh, more, m- quite, a, quite significantly, a jerk on the football field, right? He punched Delaney Walker in the head in the season opener when, uh, when the Browns uh, played the Titans in Cleveland in Week 1 and upset them, right? Got frustrated, hit Delaney Walker in the head. Has had instances of, uh, of uh, after-play after penalties um, before. This is not, I mean, this is, this is an extreme, right? Str- swinging a helmet at another individual is extreme, but to come out so vehemently on national television. Like, Miles Garrett thinks he heard something. And so I think Miles Garrett might be wrong, but I don't think he knows he's wrong. And that's what complicates all of this. Like, this dude has made a point to go out of his way after being reinstated and say, no, that dude called me a racial slur. I'm not backing down from this. And then to have Mike Tomlin out there publicly, it just muddies the situation so much more. I don't think think Miles Garrett is... (laughs) I think Miles Garrett is wrong in what he thinks happened. I don't think Miles Garrett is intentionally lying about it to cause some kind of harm to Mason Rudolph. I believe that Miles Garrett believes that this happened. But there's no evidence to prove that it did. And without that, man, you better better have something on your side if you're going to be swinging that around. Because to call people racist... To call people racist, to call people homophobic, to assign a label, a negative label, to a person in today's social media age when the news cycle grabs all of it. As soon as, remember Deshaun Jackson and Chip Kelly. As soon as Deshaun Jackson called Chip Kelly a racist, it didn't matter really whether Chip Kelly was a racist or not. Now, obviously, Chip Kelly got another job and Chip Kelly's long term career wasn't harmed, but once you say those words, with another person's name, once you associate those, once you associate racism or uh, uh, being homophobic or any other uh, bad, bad uh, behavior with a person, once you put that out into the public, that's something that that person's going to have to deal with for their entire life. Like that's not something that goes away. If somebody came on here and accused me of being racist or homophobic, uh, that would be something that I would have to defend myself against in a way that would make me sound more guilty than not. That's the difficulty with these kinds of things. And Miles Garrett has significantly muddied the waters because I think he thinks this happened, but I just don't think there's enough evidence to prove that it did. And it's a tough situation. And Mike Tomlin going on first take uh, makes it even more nebulous as we sit here talking about it on Facebook Live and on Periscope. I want to move on, though, to happier times. <laughs> I want to move on to the Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. Brought to us by our friends at Tame the Beast. You guys know how this works. Give me your Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. The person in sports who had a massive performance. The person who showed out and showed up in a big spot. Now, obviously, NBA All-Star Game, they're not being actual NBA uh, NBA games being played. Victoria says she loves my hair. I don't have any hair, Victoria, but I appreciate the kindness. And I like that my hairline shows that I'm going to have hair when it comes back. I'm very excited to have my hair back as soon as humanly possible because it's cold. Even if it was 70 degrees today, that's cold today without my hair. Give me your Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. The person who showed up and showed out with a big performance, let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope. I'm going to tell you, though, about the people who present this fantastic feature and the video that will come to you momentarily, and that's our friends at Tame the Beast. Getbeast.com is the website. The promo code is AZ50 for 50% off. Things like the fantastic soap brick exfoliating, uh, infused with organic essential oils, uh, smelling of coconut, eucalyptus, citrus and Juniper, get a Tame the Beast soap brick along with all of their fantastic grooming products like shower uh, shower product, like uh, beard oil that I will use. I can't use my hard hair clay for a couple of months. Meanwhile, I can take care of my beard with my Tame the Beast beard oil. All of these things available to you at GetBeast.com for the pro- with the promo code AZ50. You get 50% off. 50% off is an outrageous amount of money that we are saving you. Make sure you check out our friends at TameTheBeast, GetBeast.com, groom boldly just as I do, and just as our my beast of the week probably does, my beast of the week is Nashville Predators goaltender in a big spot, that's Pecorino. Thomas in front, Rine with a big stop, rebound cleared by Yossi, Robert Portuzo with a chance and Kakarine with a, an important save here in the third, David Perron sends it across, Petrangelo couldn't take it cleanly, in front for Sanford, big stop, rebound, and Ride back-to-back stops with Sanford loose in front. Beccarine is my Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. A fantastic performance. 38 shots stopped against the St. Louis Blues in a big spot. A 2-1 divisional win to uh, to usurp the the central division leaders in the St. Louis Blues. Back-to-back games over the Blues uh, in the past couple nights. Another big one coming up tomorrow night. In Smashville. Pecorino is this week's beast of the week. Let me know. Danny Islander says, finally. Uh, says, uh, yeah, Pecca had a great game, right? Pecca and the goaltending, the, de- the defense in front of the goaltending for the Nashville Predators has not been good, right? That's something that we know has been the case all season long. But Pecca has also been up and down, and UC has been strong in spots, but they got a vintage uh, Pecorino performance last night. For me, Pecorine is this week's Beast of the Week. Taking your comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope, asking you guys who your Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week is. Brought to us by our friends at GetBeast.com. Promo code AZ50. Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope, your Tame the Beast Beast of the Week. Chelsea is the Beast of the Week for taming Buck's hair and all that hard hair clay. Serious answer is dual beast between Kawhi and Giannis. That is from Ethan Ramsey on Facebook. Austin Walters, also on Facebook, says Kyle Turris. Yeah, Kyle Turris, three goals in his last six games, has been playing a lot better, playing with confidence under John Hines. We talked about it on the six one five or excuse me, on A to Z Sports Primetime Last night, after they pulled off the win against the Blues, Kyle Turris looking pretty beastly lately with a coach that believes in him. It helps a lot. Give me your GetBeast.com beast of the week here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. I think uh, that with with the NBA All-Star, because I, I, watched, I watched the NBA All-Star game last night after we logged off here, right? And I loved the Elam ending. I loved... How how team LeBron uh, tried to storm back or did storm back and take out team Giannis and Kawhi is the MVP. I like that there was actual defense played in an All Star game. Honestly, Adam Silver, for as many struggles as the NBA has, uh, Adam Silver deserves Beast of the Week consideration as well. Shriek says Ryan Newman, my beast. Prayers to that man. Yes, uh, apparently Ryan Newman uh, suffered a legitimate, uh, a legitimately scary injury uh, in the last lap of the, of the Daytona, excuse me, the Daytona 500. Uh, and so our thoughts are with Ryan Newman, um, and his family and his team, uh, there, it's a, it's a really, really difficult thing. It's honestly, it's a wonder to me that it doesn't happen more often. Cosmo, uh, Cosmos and Icy says NBA still a snooze fest. Nah, man, watch some John Moran. Uh, John Morant is anything but a snooze fest. Zion Williamson is must-see television. The NBA, if you want to stay, I, it's tough to stay up for a late West Coast game because, right, LeBron plays for the Lakers now. LeBron and Anthony Davis are spectacular, but you've got to stay up late to see them. What Russell Westbrook is doing with the Rockets. Damian Lillard, before he got hurt, man, the NBA is not a snooze fest. Uh, but, you know, I'm a basketball fan, so that's the way that I feel about it. Get him some nut butter bucks, says Austin, Austin Walters, talking about tourists. Uh, Ricky says, good evening, Buck. Are you getting used to the hair yet? No, I am not getting used to the hair yet. And uh, and Ethan Ramsey's uh, comment about Chelsea being his beast of the week. Chelsea, uh, Miss Chelsea, who cut my hair, shaved my head uh, on the midday 180 last Friday. uh, She did a great job, and she was very gentle, and she ignored my sobs the entire time as she uh, removed my head of hair live on radio and streaming here on A to Z Sports, but you know, anything for your guys' is entertainment, right? You're welcome. <laughs> Beast of the Week. Uh, Sean Gill says Ja and Zion look good together in the USA versus World, uh, the, uh, the Team USA versus Team World Challenge over All Star Weekend. They, were, they, were, they missed a couple that uh, would have been spectacular, Ducks. Even the misses were great to watch uh, in that game. I saw Ja and Zion had a couple attempts at the end. NBA hardly a snooze fest. Uh, Shriek says, wait, did you just say my tag name correctly? Sidebeast goes to you if so. I think so. I don't know if I've been, been pronouncing it wrong this whole time, buddy, but uh, I, I'm sorry if I have. And I appreciate you being willing to uh, suffer through my mispronunciations, Oft, often mis- mispronunciations, it would seem of your name. What uh, is not going to be mispronounced is the name of the podcast that I host for A to Z Sports called 615 Sessions. Tomorrow on the 615 Sessions, it's going to be great. Alex Doherty, we're going to talk some more Preds. He writes for us from A to Zsports.com. Teresa Walker, the GOAT, Mike Vrabel's favorite Nashville media member. Teresa and Alex are going to come in here and guest co-host. We'll have the interview that Mel Kuyper of ESPN was kind enough to give to me and Zach and Will Bowling on the Midday 180 today. Shouts to the Midday 180, by the way, for letting me have a big time hosting the radio show. It's been a long time since I've driven a four-hour radio show, but I had a great time doing it. Shouts to the friends, uh, to the friends at Midday 180 and at 104.5 The Zone for allowing us uh, to, uh, to make a little bit of a mess while the boys took some vacation on President's Day, and I had a great time doing that. Today, all of those podcasts, by the way, are available in the 104.5 The Zone podcast feed, just as if you go to a-to-z-sports-nashville.com, there is an article about Mel Kuyper's draft plans, draft strategies for the Tennessee Titans that I put up with the audio of Mel Kuyper today with us on the Midday 180. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the 615 Sessions podcast. I promise you. You will not regret doing so. We have tremendous conversations over there. And Austin and Zach will have you covered in the morning. I think they're going to talk about what Mel Kuyper had to say. Mel Kuyper laid out some cool draft plans for a backup quarterback. If they keep Ryan Tannehill and plans, if they decide to replace Derrick Henry. All of those things, we got you covered here on the A to Z Sports Streaming Sports Talk Network. Make sure on the way out the door you support the people. That support this show. That's Brymac at Brymac b r y m a k dot com. Our friends at Tennessee Heating and Cooling, Gary Ashton, GaryAshton.com. dot com. Tame the Beast, GetBeast com. Shouts to the Beast car, Tyler uh, Tyler Reddick, running in the Daytona 500 in the number eight Richard Childress Racing car. I know that my man was excited in his rookie se- his rookie NASCAR season to run in the Daytona 500, and uh, and so shouts to all of our fine people that make this show possible for you fine people. You fine people will come back here tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time, and we will have a discussion about some Tennessee Titans free agents that I think we need to keep an eye on. We'll do that tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central Time. Until then, fam, peace and love.